We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I think you just have to adapt. You know, you're going to hit different spells in the schedule like that, and you know, we reacted appropriately, I think. So for me as an older guy, like mid-season, I don't, feel like I need to practice that much and so I I was totally fine with it but I was really impressed with you know how we handled it as a group because we do have such a young team and everybody took it in stride. Kyle Oposo, Sabres talking about not needing to practice because they went about a month without the opportunity to practice. Their games were so smashed together. I think they practiced twice yeah. from January 9th till uh, through Sunday. Yeah, they had a ton of games. Smashed in. And they did well. They came out of it all right. Play again tonight against the Carolina Hurricanes. A 7-30 faceoff. It'll be a TNT game. And we're going to talk a little hockey and, you know, see where the Sabres kind of slide in in the Eastern Conference. Sean McIndoe, Puck Soup Podcast, joins us here on the Western Hotline. Sean, good morning. Good morning, guys. So here's where I want to start with you on, on the Sabres and their, um, you know, what they've got here. People around here are pretty jazzed, right? We're, we're pretty excited to see... A fun team that helps a, a team that gets results and is young. Like it's the start of a a window opening, perhaps. And I guess I wonder if you can think back. You know, putting it in context in the league, I imagine there's a lot of fan bases that kind of get to this moment and buy into it. And I want to kind of tell ourselves that no, no, this one is a real one. This isn't any sort of fluke. What the Sabers have managed to put together, and they're just kind of getting started. Yeah. Absolutely, and you know, it's. Uh, I remember, geez, five or six years ago, I wrote a piece as a as a Maple Leafs fan, where it was that first year of the Austin Matthews year. They did Matthews, Marner, Nylander had all come up, and I said, look, down the line, there's going to be ups and downs. Down the line, there will be heartbreak. There will be all of those things. Turned out to be right. Turned out to be way more right than I wanted to be on the, on that one. But I said, this season is the fun one. Just enjoy it. If they make the playoffs, great. If they don't make the playoffs. Oh well, at least we got to watch some exciting hockey down the, the down the stretch. We got to watch the young guys. The team's fun. Uh, really, a, a lot of the same sort of stuff that the Sabres fans are seeing now. And look, I, I mean, I don't even really have to put it in context of the league for Sabres fans. They've been down this path before. The, this team has been various stages of rebuilding for the better part of the last decade plus. And uh, you know, part of that process is. You do hit those those stretches where it all seems to be clicking and the plan seems to be falling into place, and you get that optimism. 
Um, and then usually it doesn't work out quite as well as you thought. You know, it turns out not every prospect hits their absolute ceiling. It turns out that not every young player uh, who who moves up a tier during a season keeps doing that and uh, eventually becomes a superstar. Maybe not every fourth liner who was barely playing suddenly becomes the best goal scorer in the entire league. Uh, you know, that, that, that feels like this kind of thing that would be a little bit rare. Uh, but at the same time, Sometimes it does happen, and it's just it's fun to watch. There's no pressure on this team. I know you know fans there. The long playoff streak. They want to see this team make the playoffs, but really there there isn't any pressure. There, it's hard to envision a way the second half could go that the season would feel like a failure. Um, and the fans are deserving. You guys have uh, had to had to eat a lot of misery over the years, and it's uh, it's great to see you guys having some fun. Kind of strikes me that like one difference between this Sabres rebuild and previous ones, they've had high picks before, and maybe it's that they've got a couple of later picks, depth picks, that have panned out. And some surprises, too. Like the Tage Thompson story, I don't know when it'll, that'll not be surprising. Maybe it started to become not that surprising as he's emerged in one of the best players really in the league. But his ascension from where he was to where he is now is... I mean, maybe short of found money because they did trade for him, but it has to be the kind of thing that the changes a franchise, even though you have number one picks on the roster as well. I mean, it it absolutely does, and it's an amazing story and, and pretty close to an unprecedented story, really, for for somebody to go from the level that he was at. And you know, we're not talking about a guy who you know came into the league at eighteen, nineteen, struggled a little bit, had to find his game. We've seen guys do that and go on to big things, but uh, not not really a guy who, for as long as it as as it it lasted with Tage Thompson, where I mean, he was just having trouble. You know, being even a top six guy, maybe even middle six in, in a lot of cases, and then suddenly just, I mean, we thought last year was a big explosion. We thought last year was, oh, wow, this guy's, you know, suddenly a 30-plus goal scorer. That's amazing. Uh, and apparently it was just uh, a step to even bigger and better things. And, uh, you know, look, that, that is a key part when you're a rebuilding team. Um, yes, you want to go out there and you you want to get as many picks as you can. You turn those picks into prospects. You want to hit on the right guys. You want to find some of those late gems. But at the end of the day, in today's NHL, there's really only so many prospects that you can get. There's really only, you know, every rebuilding team finds themselves in that same spot where you go, okay, we got a couple of high picks. We're hoping these guys turn into big stars. we got a couple of other guys that we're hoping are useful pieces. Uh, and then you just kind of sit there and you look at it and you go, okay, how does this now transform us into being a contender? And, and what very often has to happen, short of having a Connor McDavid or an Austin Matthews or somebody like that drop into your lap, you need something unexpected to happen. You need somebody to who you're not counting on. You don't have in that superstar column suddenly make that leap. And, uh, you know, we've, we've seen it happen gradually in some cases. It's, it seems like with Tate Thompson, we're seeing it happen not quite overnight, but for a lot of us outside of Buffalo, it, it sort of feels that way. And uh, you know what? It, it is found money. It's, it's an absolute uh, bonus uh, because this is a league where uh, you want depth and you want all that nice stuff, but superstars are still what the, the driving force in this league. And when you have a guy emerge as a superstar that nobody was thinking of that way, it's just uh, it's hard to overstate how big that is to a rebuilding effort. And it, I'm sure it helps, too, that, I mean, Darlene was maybe expected to be that when he was drafted, then it kind of went away a little bit. And now we're back to superstar potential. He's probably there. I mean, he's second in the Norris odds this year. Maybe it just goes to Carlson because of the point totals. But 
the fact that Thompson has become a superstar, Sean, and Darlene is where he's at. Power's not there yet, but he's got the potential. Like I wonder, just from looking around the league, you mentioned McDavid and like comparables to okay, teams that are Stanley Cup contenders and how they are built and how they are look and how they go went about it. I, I I'm trying to figure out like if the Sabers do take even another step in the next year or two to okay now you're around the playoffs, but maybe now you're a legitimate contender. Like the blue line being the strength of the team. Like, I don't know how many teams I see like that, but it feels like if they do get legitimately great, that the blue line is kind of going to be at the core of that. Yeah, it really is something that we haven't seen in a few years now in the NHL. You know, the, the idea of you build around the blue line and to have two potential franchise player level defensemen on the same team. Uh, you know, there, there was a time. Where that was, that was the model. I mean, the, the, when the Anaheim Ducks won their Stanley Cup with Chris Pronger and Scott Niedermeyer, a lot of teams went, okay, that's what you do because they got two guys, they can play them 30 minutes a night in the playoffs, and that means some, one of them is on the ice pretty much the entire game. Good luck with that if you're the other team trying to score on them. And, uh, and, and I think what happened is an awful lot of teams said, okay, that's the model, let's do that. And then they realized that, you know what, it's, it's not easy to find those guys. There's not a lot of defensemen like that in the league. And, and the, the Sabres, thanks to having those two number one picks in the draft that they had them, um, they've got those guys. And, uh, you know, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, Dallin was a guy that maybe we were starting to think we got to move down a tier. He's not going to be that, that superstar in the Kale McCarr, Adam Fox level of young defensemen. Now he's back in that conversation. Owen Power will get there. Uh, you know, you, you don't expect a teenager uh, at that size to come in and, and be dominant right away as uh, as a blue liner. The, the interesting thing for the Sabers will be that that mindset has kind of shifted around the league since then. Where now it's okay. You need the big superstar forward. You need the Connor McDavid, the Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon. Nikita Kucherov in in uh, in Tampa, you know, you need that forward who's in the MVP conversation, and uh, and maybe even a couple of them. And it's going to be interesting to see if if the Sabers have that. Tage Thompson obviously looks like he could be that guy, uh, somewhat unexpectedly. Uh, you kind of look around at some of the other younger guys on the team, and a lot of them project really well as top line players, you know, top six forwards, maybe even uh, first line forwards. But do they have that Nathan McKinnon? guy that you build the entire forward ranks around. Tage Thompson might be it. If he's not, then that, I think, is going to be the question because this team is at the point now where they're good enough that, the, the you know, unless something incredibly fluky happens with the draft lottery, the, the days of first overall picks uh, are, are probably gone. So do you have that guy that you build absolutely everything around in the forward ranks? Sean McIndoe joining us. Sean, when it comes to this playoff race that they're in, the two teams they're chasing right now, Pittsburgh and Washington, and you know, I'm like to me, I'm kind of looking at it like the Sabers are the scrappy young ones chasing after Pittsburgh and Washington teams that have been in this spot for for decades. So, do you think they will catch those two teams? They have a chance to pass Pittsburgh tonight, and the teams behind them, Florida, the Islanders, make the Horvat move. The Eastern Conference is is lined up to have a pretty good race, which we did not have last year. No, absolutely not. It's it's nice to be talking about an Eastern Conference playoff race in in January and February and not have it all decided for us uh, like it was last year. Uh, it's it's going to be a fascinating race. You're right. I mean, the Pittsburgh and Washington; those are the two old guard teams uh, in the playoffs forever. Uh, the teams that a lot of us, my, myself included, every year. 
you kind of look at them and go, okay, is this the year that they're going to fall off? Is this the year that one of those teams does what the Sharks did a few years ago, where the gas tank just runs out uh, and and you, you drive the car off into a ditch and uh, they haven't been able to get it out since? And I keep waiting for it to happen. Uh, it doesn't with those teams. Obviously, Washington, their big challenge was to get through the beginning of the year with all the injuries. They've now got guys back. In theory, they should be at full power. Pittsburgh, uh, you know, people who, who read my weekly power rankings know I've, I've been all over the map on the Penguins. I can't figure them out. They're great one week. They're terrible the next week. Uh, their fans are furious, and then suddenly they're, uh, you know, they're running off five wins in a row. So it's a very tough team to predict there. Um, I, I'm not fully given up on the Florida Panthers yet just because of how good they were last year, um, although they, they obviously have some ground to make up. Uh, I'm not buying in on the Islanders. I hadn't even really had the Islanders as a, a strong potential playoff team. And then they go and make the, I, I guess, Lou Lamorello missed the memo because he goes and makes the big Bo Horvat move, and um, does that help get them in? I, I don't think it is. I, I think it really is Pittsburgh and Washington you're chasing, and um, you know, the nice thing is you got those two teams. You know, can you catch one of them as a young team that has that? Uh, you know, has that? Uh, should have the legs under them. Should have the you know the energy and and uh, the momentum. Um, you'd like to think it can happen. Now, the the flip side of that is when we get down the stretch and it's March and it's early April and suddenly the games start to feel like playoff games. We know that there are guys on the Capitals and guys on the Penguins who have been in that situation a ton of times, and they know what to do. They know how to react. And the Sabres have not played significantly meaningful hockey in a very, very long time. And how will the young players on this team react to that that situation? That's what's going to be interesting. But you know what? We haven't seen it, so we, we don't know what the reaction is going to be. Maybe maybe they find the moment too big, or maybe they really excel in, in that sort of situation. And maybe it's a case where they just go, you know what, guys? Use that term you, you used earlier again. We're playing with house money. Let's go. Let's uh, let's let's go and uh, knock a, an Ovechkin or a Crosby out of the playoffs. Uh, that uh, that sounds like the sort of thing that'd be a lot of fun for a young team to do. Which also seems like something like a casual hockey fan could be looking at the standings and think, well, if history is going to tell a story, Sabers haven't made the playoffs in eleven years, longest drought in history. Pittsburgh hasn't missed since '06, and I think Washington hasn't missed since '13. So you almost have to kind of eliminate the last 10 years to think Buffalo has a chance. But if I pinned you down and asked about their chances, like right now, would you think that it will be Washington and Pittsburgh as those two wild cards? Would you put the Sabres at like a coin flip? Like what do you really think their odds are of making it? Yeah, you know, a coin flip probably feels good to me because it's it's you know it, that it's it's the beauty of the fact that you're chasing two teams. You got to catch one. Now, for a second, if we ignore the the teams that are behind and and uh, that that could uh, jump up and and make it more difficult, but you got to catch one. Uh, and uh, you know, not not to be too simplistic, there's two ways to do that. You get hot, you run off a big win streak. You're probably going to catch both of those teams, or you know, you just you, you keep uh, you keep going at the the pace you're on. You need one of those teams to fall off, and, and both of those teams, you know, they, there have been times where they've sort of been sputtering along, and you think, okay, this is it, and then they catch themselves and they get going. I, I feel like coin flip, and if you had to really pin me down, uh, I'll say maybe a little bit better than a coin flip. Let's go 60-40. <laughs> I'll say 60-40 on the Sabres catching one of those teams, and then you, you just got to hope that a Florida or somebody hasn't gone absolutely crazy behind you. And yeah, the Sabres have a little bit of a tougher schedule than some of the teams left, so 
that might be standing in their way. But um, we can finally be mad that the Atlantic Division <laughs> is good. Yeah, yeah. Though it's one thing that Don Granado says. It's funny, you know, Sean. I know what you think about Granado's chances at a, at a Jack Adams this year. I feel like if they make the playoffs, he's got to be in the discussion just because of what he's done with some of the younger players and, and you know exceeding expectations. He had he has a he has a funny way of answering so many questions. He's 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 an optimist, but not. Not in like some sort of phony way. You ask him about a veteran team versus a young team, and his point is veteran players have lost an awful lot more than young guys. So, you know, you get him in a playoff race, sure they've got experience. A lot of that experience is losing. And for these young guys he's got, he, he almost treats it like they don't even know what it's like. So I just get to roll them out there. And, you know, sometimes this, this cliche can be, be said for teams that don't belong. Like they don't even know what's at stake. They're just out there as a young group, and we'll see what they do. Yep, that, that's exactly it. You know, you're too uh, too young and dumb to know the the stakes, and you know who knows if it comes down to that late race. If you're sitting there in that uh, Pittsburgh Penguins room, you might be looking around, going, "Geez, there, there's Sid, there's Malkin, there's Chris Letang. Is this it? You know, if we if we don't pull this together and get in the playoffs, is is this it for that core? If you're Washington, you're sitting there looking at Ovi, uh, in getting into his late thirties, all those games on him, going, you know, is is this the last chance for for the Ovechkin Backstrom era? You know, that can start to weigh on you. Whereas if you're Buffalo, you're going, hey, we want to get in. It, it, we don't have to get in, but we really want to do this. Let's get out there and and have some fun and then not to think too far ahead because uh, you know i mean you got to get into the playoffs first but then boy wouldn't it be fun to watch the uh, sabers go up against the boston bruins everybody in the world picking boston for the sweep just mm. no <laughs> pressure at all old time adams division let's get brad may out to drop the puck and uh, and uh, have some fun with it uh, you know We've uh, we've we've seen stranger things happen in the NHL. Let's just say absolutely. Uh, and one around the league question because we do still have some some Eichel haters in the audience. They've lost seven of eight. How much trouble is Vegas in in the West? Yeah, they they certainly seem like they're in some trouble. It's uh, you know, and uh, there's there's a good piece on the Athletic today about how you know there's this feeling in Vegas of is it happening again? You know, this time last year in Vegas, everybody said they'll be fine. They're not going to miss the playoffs. It's going to be okay. And then they did, and uh, you know, people lost their jobs and, and all of that sort of stuff. It's starting to happen again. The goaltending, Logan Thompson, hasn't been as good since uh, uh, the first couple of months of the season. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's it's got to be getting a little bit nervous. Edmonton's back on track. Calgary's kind of getting there. Seattle, L.A. aren't going anywhere like we thought they were. Uh, it could happen again in Vegas. And, and boy, I, I know just hearts would be broken in Buffalo if, if Jack Eichel were to miss the playoffs again. It would just be awful. <laughs> Sean McIndoe of uh, the Puck Soup Podcast joining us on the Western Hotline. Sean, thanks very much. Enjoy the uh, the All-Star break, which is uh, soon upon us. Right on. Thanks. You guys as well. All right. Sabres and Hurricanes tonight, 7.30. TNT. When does Thompson start being called Mr. TNT? Is that, is that the nickname also? Or is that bad? Mr. TNT? He had six goals on, or five goals on TNT, didn't he? Was it five? What did he even end up at? Was it, it was five, yeah, wasn't it? That might be right. It was five, and then we were mad he didn't play in the third period. Is that so against, maybe should have been against six Columbus. Against Columbus, yeah, that was. A, I yeah, think it was because, a TNT because game. he could have gone for the record, and they didn't play him the last ten minutes or so. Right, yeah, I think that was the last time I was mad about anything Saber related. <laughs> right, it's been a while. Was when they didn't let the guy go for an NHL record in goals, which is like not even really something to be mad at. Yeah.
803-0550 and 1-888-552-550 to join us. Uh, happy Wednesday. Sun's out. We've got two straight days of sun. Can't, it is cold. Don't get me wrong. It's like freezing. It's very cold, but it's sunny. It's not jersey and shorts weather at the arena tonight. No. Would you prefer 10 and sunny or 33 and cloudy? 10 and sunny all day. It doesn't... The feels like is maybe going to be higher just because of the sun, isn't it? Like yeah, a little bit. 10 and sunny might feel like 33 and, and cloudy. Sometimes. I'll take the dog to play today and stand in the sun, and, you know, it's, oh. it's not as bad. Well, the other thing about 10 and sunny is the dog oh, yeah, on the yard. Way better. The, the, the ground being frozen is so clutch. Yep. So good. It was, like, horrific for three weeks yeah. there in, in, like, late December, early January. Just every single time he's got to go to the bathroom. You're just so much mud yeah. everywhere. Give you a stat of the day. Tom Brady announces his retirement for the second time. That's not the stat of the day. Here's your stat of the day. NFL career passing leaders mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to say number one, it's going to be wrong, but you're going to pick up on why in just a moment. Scott Soshnick tweeted this out. He is uh, the editor-in-chief of Sportico. Number one playoff passing leader career, Peyton Manning, 7,339 yards. Mm-hmm. Number two, Tom Brady after his 37th birthday. Number three, Tom Brady before his 37th birthday. So Brady's like twice as much as Manning. But if you split Brady into two careers before and after age 37... Those two Bradys would be second and third all time in playoff passing yards. Wow. Right? He made the Hall of Fame oh. three different times. Field Yates had that. That look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Y'all saying I'm a Brady hater. I'm I'm out here just dropping stats. Brady. In his 20s, 147 passing touchdowns and three Super Bowls. In his 30s, 309 passing touchdowns and two Super Bowls. In his 40s, 193 passing touchdowns and two Super Bowls. It's like three different Hall of Fame resumes. Ooh, there's definitely some uh, some Troy Aikman trolling potential here. Oh, yeah? Is there not? 193, you said, was that number? In his 30s. What, what, what about in his 40s? Oh, no, you're sorry. In his 40s, 193, yes. 30 more touchdowns in his 40s than Troy Aikman had in his career. I love it. <laughs> if I can make a positive out of a negative, that is that. That, to me, I almost hate that it had to be him. I want to appreciate on an insane level what he did in his 40s and how long he played. But I couldn't do it because it's him. And he wouldn't leave me alone. And he wouldn't go away. But the fact he played that long and played that well to me is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in fo- in football. He was about to be 46. It's insane. So maybe it makes sense, and right? And don't we all agree he could at least play a bit? Yeah. Like I said the other day, like is he Garoppolo now? He Could he not have played till 50? That's the other thing. I'm kind of glad he had the season he just did. Had he retired last year, for eternity I would have had to listen to Everyone say, well, he could have played till 50. You don't really know how long he could have played. 55, 56. Who knows? I We at least saw the light at the end of the tunnel this past year. So you can't do that as much. Yards per attempt. Trying to figure out where he finished in yards per attempt, Brady. But unfortunately, when I one of the NFL page, Christian McCaffrey leads the league in passing yards per attempt with 34 because he threw one pass. Brady 
mean, he's going to be way down, way down. I'm still looking, still looking. Is he under seven yards per attempt on the season? No, he couldn't have been under seven, right? No, he. I mean, he threw the ball how many times? Under seven yards of attempt this past year? Yeah. He was at, hold on. 6.4. 6.4. Yep. Tom Brady's yards per attempt was below Baker Mayfield this year. Ooh. That's tough. That That is. Yeah, maybe he was shot. He did throw for 4,700 yards, but he threw the ball so much. Who had a higher yards per attempt this year, Tom Brady or Cooper Rush? Um, Cooper Rush? Cooper Rush. Wow. Matt Ryan had a higher yards per attempt. Davis Mills had a higher yards per attempt. Here are the quarterbacks Brady beat out that were like starters. It's Kenny Pickett and Kyler Murray. And that's Wow, Kyler Murray. That's pretty low. And Tyler Huntley. Pro Bowler. Yeah. They should have put Brady in the Pro Bowl. Be caller 5 at 221-4WGR to win a pair of tickets right now before you can buy them to see Luke Bryan, Country on Tour 2023, with Chase Beckham, Tyler Braden, Elena Springsteen, and DJ Rock at Darien Lake Amphitheater on Friday, June 16th, courtesy of Live Nation. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. Again, 221-4WGR, caller number 5, good luck. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Flukish side. They've come back against the Patriots. Tom Brady on first down. Has it deflected and picked off. Intercepted by Florence. Florence is in for the touchdown. How about a Marv Albert appearance? We have two Brady versus Bills moments ever that we like. He went 30, share. 33 and 3 against the Bills. Technically 33 and 2 because so, he, he didn't finish one of those games. What's, what's bad is all of those games, there's three highlights you'll see Bills fans pass around today. And that's it. You'll see that. Drayton Florence intercepting him for a touchdown. You'll see Sam Adams intercepting him for a touchdown and rumbling his way to the end zone. And you'll see Nate Clements taking his head off. That's it. What about 40 games and we got three highlights you're going to see today. What about Lawyer Malloy sacking him on that in that game? Mm -hmm. Don't remember that, but maybe. You don't? Oh, that's no. That was in the 31 nothing game. Yep. 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 That's the same game as the Sam Adams pick six. Okay. There's not many, though. No. No, not at all. What's the best what's the best highlight in New England? Uh Jordan Poyer got a pick six on him, didn't he? On Brady? Yeah. Is that it? I don't know. There's there's not much to go on here. That game 
I mean, I think of Kelvin Benjamin. No, he doesn't score a touchdown. That's the one where we thought he scored a touchdown. They reversed it or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Poyer. That's the only play I can even think of. Well, Tom Brady. Schobel got one on him. The Sunday night game where McKelvin fumbles. Okay. I think Schobel maybe picks him and scores. Something like that. Or Kelsey. There was a game the Bills scored up there on the first play of the game. A Schobel fumble that was covered by London Fletcher maybe in the end zone. Okay. Anyway, why are we talking about those versions of the Bills? (laughs) Those Patriots Bills are not nearly as fun as what we see these days. Um, John Brown. Sorry, one other. John Brown. That was a good one. But that's not Brady, but yeah. Yeah. Deion Dawkins got a touchdown in that game too. Yeah. Brady says he is retiring. Seven-time Super Bowl champ, three-time MVP. Uh, the one-year anniversary of his last retirement comes today, and he retired again today. And let me ask you, with him retiring and Rodgers seemingly getting traded out of Green Bay and the Jets being the favorite, the NFC is, there are no good quarterbacks in the whole conference. Can I give you a theory on that? Yeah. Real quick. Theory. The number one and number two defenses in the NFC were? San Francisco. And Philadelphia. Okay, yep. And, you know, sometimes we all argue about defense wins championships, this is important, that's important, you know, positional value, all that. In a cap era, we have to argue and debate all that stuff. My theory is the reason the number one and two defenses made the NFC Championship game is because it's easier to. Because who's the best quarterback they're playing? It's Dak, who's pretty good. He's Yeah, he's good. And it's Daniel Jones. And it's, it's Kirk Cousins. It's just... Fields is like one that might get there, but... Right, but if you are and if you are the number one defense in the AFC, it is significantly harder to get there. Yeah, unless you have a stud quarterback in the NFC. I mean, Hertz is of course very good, dual threat. But San Francisco got there with Brock Purdy, who was playing really well. I just think the degree of difficulty to survive as the best defense is significantly less in mm-hmm. the in the NFC, and that's why the number one and two defenses in the NFC made the title game. And in the AFC, it's not the number one and two defenses. So I just saw a good list. Projected week one starters as of right now for week one at quarterback, these would be the NFC quarterbacks. Under uh, At least this is among guys that are under contract. Of course, the, the draft could change this. Geno Smith, Trey Lance, Matthew Stafford, Colt McCoy. Kyler Murray's not going to be ready for the start of the year. Uh, Kyle Trask, Andy Dalton. Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, Jared Goff, Jordan Love, Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, Sam Howell, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, and Dak Prescott. Who's the second best quarterback there? Is it Daniel Jones? Yeah. It's it's either Daniel Jones, it's Prescott, maybe Fields is the guy. It's Prescott, probably. Yeah, wow. Man, what a, just it's so bad. What a difference. Good time to be in the NFC. I mean, a good time if you're the Bears. You need to trade Lamar. Someone needs to trade for Lamar Jackson. In the NFC? Yeah, give it up. And if you trade... Wait, wait, if you're the Bears, what, give what up? Oh, give up the first overall pick? Yes. Trade. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know who's... I mean, if you're looking for an NFC team that should trade for Lamar, is it not... I want Detroit to do that. Mm. I want Detroit... Detroit is a Super Bowl contender instantly if they make that trade. And they have all the capital to do it. Yeah, I was thinking about teams that have the capital to do it and thinking... Oh, the, the Saints just got some in that Peyton trade. Well, they got the 30th pick, and do they have... It's 29th pick and a second. Okay. Wait, is it 29th because of the Dolphins thing again? I don't know. Oh, I hate this stupid I, forfeited pick. It's really annoying. Can we just give them Brady retroactively? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the, they could do it, but they, and they need the quarterback. Who else has picks? I mean, maybe Tampa gets in that game? 
I'm just run through the NFC teams in my head that should do it. I mean, I feel like anyone in the NFC could do it except for the Philadelphia. Couldn't you make an argument for any other team in the NFC to make that trade other than Philadelphia? I could even do it for the Giants. What about San Francisco? You could do it for San Francisco with Lamar Jackson would win every single game next year. <laughs> right? Who would who would beat that team? That team would be like dynasty. It would be like Warriors getting Durant, like unfair type of good, I think. I don't think Lamar's going anywhere, do you? No, I do. You think he's on the move? I do not think he plays for the Ravens again. They did franchise tag. Or they said they didn't do it yet because they can't yet. But the report is they're going to franchise tag him. Is he going to sign it? Yeah. I, I mean, think he, he will. He didn't want to play at the end of last year. No, that's right. And but- I know he defended that and, you know, the swelling and whatnot. But he already made a bit of a business decision. And is he going to want to, at this age, what is he, 27 now? 26? Is he going to, with with what just happened to Kyler Murray, is he not going to want to make sure he gets that giant monster contract right now? And if what's reported is right, the Ravens are already kind of leaking out there, hey guys, we tried, we offered him $113 million guaranteed. Yep. I feel like that is setting up for, they're already preparing for the, the idea that he is not going to be on their team anymore. Right, but that means somebody will have to trade for him. But they could get, someone will give him three, three first round picks, right? Russell Wilson got traded for that much. Yep. Watson did. Lamar, I, we just went through the NFC. Like, how many teams could could argue or make the argument they should make that trade? Someone would give Baltimore three first round picks. Go to the phones, Joe in South Carolina. What's up, Joe? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good, Joe. Good, Joe. Hey, um, I'm going to try to say this without um, losing it on the phone. I grew up in Corning, New York. So I've been a Bills fan since I was like 10 years old. Um, I have stage four cancer. And this is my last season as a Bills fan. Oh. And Bills Mafia. When I go in the Super Bowl this year. Doesn't matter. We have we have gone through so much of the bills. Look at our organization. Ownership. Brandon McBain, Sean McDermott, our players. I mean, we got it all. Like, sure we're not gonna play in the Super Bowl this year. Doesn't matter. Every year we have an opportunity to win it. So hold your head up high and be proud of who you are. Like I am proud. I love I love everything. All right, that's Joe. All I gotta, that's all I gotta say. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for calling. Be thinking about you. And uh you know, speaking of like things to be proud of for the Bills, DeMar Hamlin yesterday announced a new what, like initiative mm-hmm. to Teach more people CPR and yep. get things, you know, using the platform that he was given, that whatever, uh, came to him for uh, education, you know, life-saving kind of procedures and techniques. So, you know, more things to be proud of for the bills that came out of that day and uh, and for DeMar Hamlin as well. Thanks, Joe. Extendo Sports on the way, and then uh, off to the Extra Point Show here. Sabres and Canes tonight, 7.30 tonight. Carolina and Buffalo, that'll be on TNT.
And also, of course, here on WGR. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550. 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. Okay. Extendo Sports. I have a possibly unpopular take about the Pro Bowl that does not have to do with Snoop Huntley. Well, it has to do with Tyler Huntley making the game, but it's possibly an unpopular take. Here it is. Stop complaining about the Pro Bowl. Your complaint is about complaints about the Pro Bowl? Yes. Stop complaining about the Pro Bowl. Nobody even wants the Pro Bowl. Right. People see Tyler Huntley make the Pro Bowl, and I you mm. see a lot of, they should just cancel it. They already did that. Right. They don't play a game anymore. Stop complaining. What do you want? Your Pro Bowl from the 70s? Mm. What you really want is not Josh Allen playing golf this week. You want him out there, under center calling plays and being chased by Aaron Donald. This is what you want? For what? You don't even want that. Anybody complaining about the Pro Bowl doesn't even want to watch the game. They don't want the game. They don't want to watch it. They want to complain about who's in it, but they also don't want the good players in it because they don't want them to get hurt. And they don't care about who wins. Right. And they don't care where it... You don't even want it. So stop complaining about the Pro Bowl. There's my, my rant on the Pro Bowl. I don't mind this. I actually did see someone tweet yesterday... Why don't we just eliminate any sort of event and we just name Pro Bowlers? That's it. And my immediate thought was, we already do that. That's what all pro is. Well, all pro. Right? No, all pro is what there are what three receivers that make all pro, and there are so, okay, six so Pro Bowlers. Expand, seven. just expand all pro then, right? Well, then it's not all pro. All pro is the best eleven offense, defense. They feel the team. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I see that. But they do have second-team All-Pro. They do. So you could have a third-team All-Pro. And there you go. There's your Pro Bowl. That's a Pro Bowl. I I guess I don't need any of it. Will you watch this, by the way? I any am, of this? I am much more likely to watch these games they're going to put on than an actual football game that I don't care about the outcome and I don't... And they're, they're going to run half-speed stuff. And My God. Mac I, Jones ran for a 60-yard touchdown in a Pro Bowl. It like, was the most embarrassing they've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, I don't watch the Pro Bowl ever. Last year, I was just out somewhere where the game was on. I could not... Like, I know it's bad. But even I didn't have a fundamental yeah. understanding of how bad it really was. It was so bad. I'll watch them play dodgeball. I'll watch them hit golf shots. Yeah. They now have Pro Bowl games, which might be an improvement. So there you go. Stop. But you just stop complaining about it. Yeah, you don't even want it. Right, you could just not watch and it. And is Tyler Huntley making the Pro Bowl their John Scott moment? I mean, John Scott made well, the All-Star game. But that was like a... A what? But thing everyone wanted to see, wasn't it? As a joke? Yeah. It was also like, you know, it was kind of the... It was the farewell to the goon. Because yeah. they're, they're they're like this is it. Your guys are gone. This is your 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 going away party. And they car- they literally carried him off the ice. Like it was that was kind of funny and cool. Who want like where's the where's the fun story here with Huntley getting in? It's cool. Good for him. Like great It'd for him. Be better. He could tell his kids and grandkids in fifty years that he made a Pro Bowl. You feel better if it was voted on and someone just got a spot because that's how John Scott got in. He just got voted on, right? Yeah. Like there was a whole thing with John Scott, right? Like Colin Campbell calling him and saying, like, what What would you want your kids to think? Like the the he was. It was kind of an underdog story with John Scott. This was just like, yeah, hey, we're just gonna put Tyler Huntley in the game. 
Like, okay. The whole John Scott thing and telling him not to go is another example of how these leagues don't they don't know what to do with these fake games. They make money on them, sell sponsorships, have an event. Hmm. You know, it's on TV. The 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 shootout competitions in the NHL. I don't know. It's it's is it for kids? I remember being a kid and thinking, it yeah, then thinking what that it's that it was awesome. Yeah, no, me too. Me I was too. I loved it as a kid. So, so that's what it's for the kids. Yeah. So I've got no beef with these events. I don't complain about these events too much, and I don't complain about the Pro Bowl. So that's that. All right. Coming up next, we've got the Extra Point Show, of course, and uh, Sabres and Hurricanes tonight, 7.30. And I'm going to have to talk about Brady for the next two hours still. You're going to have to do that, huh? How are you going to remember? All day. It is stole. It was good. It's a hockey day, right? We're going to talk about some drought stuff today. We're going to yep. just the Beckham stuff. We can get to that tomorrow. I just I hate having to talk about Brady. But we also do kind of have to talk about Brady because I... I mean, it's big news. It's big news. He retired for the second straight season. He has retired on February 1st. Allegedly. Allegedly. And the question, of course, is, do you believe it? I just saw Dan Levitard's show tweeted out. Everybody on their show basically says, I don't buy it. Every single person Everyone, on the show. <laughs> I don't buy it. Do I? Maybe. I, I... Are you you're leaning? You're, are you leaning yes, or are you like, sure, full-blown yes? I'm leaning yes, but... Just like the last time, any one of these people covering it on the news today are like sports and NFL insiders treating it like, well, there it is. Like, I wouldn't take it so seriously. I would, I would leave room for skepticism of of anything that he says. Yeah, just like this, because he he can still play. So anyway, he's done. We're done too, but we will be back tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.